Uh, I am going to talk just briefly, uh, and then we'll wrap up today, about uh, just a few things that I want us to celebrate uh, here at our church. Today is Celebration Sunday. Uh, Melissa Bayo had the great idea of making it because we have a Sunday bar, so it's Celebration Sunday, D-A-E, so I was not... Uh, that's why Melissa's in charge of this, because she thinks up those cool ideas, and I don't, so... Um, I also forgot my notes this morning, so I'm going to try to do this, you know, no, no notes or anything, so I apologize uh, if that goes bad. Uh, the ancient Jews, one of the things that's kind of interesting to me, Johnny talked about this, ancient Jews have a number of festivals that they would actually, um, uh, that they would actually celebrate. They're actually commanded by God to celebrate every single year. And uh, this week, I actually read through uh, Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, and Deuteronomy, uh, so you wouldn't have to this week. Uh, so I, uh, those are not the most exciting books of the Bible to read. Uh, but the Jews had like seven primary festivals that they would celebrate. So Johnny talked about earlier, Passover, that's like around Easter time each year, that celebrated uh, the Jews being brought out of Egypt. That was like a week-long thing. So they would have like a week-long party. You wouldn't go to work. You wouldn't do anything. Like they had a week-long kind of deal. After Passover, uh, they had something called the Festival of the Weeks. So this was held around harvest time. And uh, this was something that uh, the Jews would celebrate for a week. Again, they liked to party, you know. And they would celebrate the harvest. Basically, this is a way to say to God, God, thank you so much for blessing our crops this year, blessing our stuff this year. We don't really think about that a whole lot in our culture because I don't know about you. I don't slaughter my own chickens or plant my own corn or any of that stuff, right? But that was a big deal back then, right? It's still a big deal now. I'm just unaware of it. And so uh, they would celebrate God's provision for them over the course of the year. Um, they would celebrate, in addition to that, I think the Festival of the Trumpets. So we know that today is Rosh Hashanah. That's the Jewish New Year. Uh, so kind of like we do, they take a you know, day or two off for that and uh, you know, celebrate that. Uh, they would have this festival they would celebrate every year called Purim. So Purim, if you ever read the book of Esther, uh, it's basically a story about how when the Jews were in exile, God saved them from genocide as a people, from getting wiped off the face of the earth. And so Purim is a celebration of that. I believe that is a week-long kind of thing that the Jews would do. Uh, in addition to that, Gil, oh, new moon feast. So every month uh, at a new moon, uh, God commanded the Jews to, uh, they would celebrate what's called a new moon feast. So that's basically like their way of kind of saying, God, thanks for the past month, and uh, we want to give the month that's coming up ahead to you. And so they would get a day off, and they would just have this big party and celebrate another month of God's favor and provision for them. And then, of course, in addition to all this, they had the Sabbath, right? So every week uh, on Saturday, you would take there was no work to be done in the land. It was set aside for rest and rejuvenation and worship. Um, I kind of tried to calculate, and I was just conservatively, because we're not entirely sure how the Jews celebrated all these festivals and how work worked with all of them. But, like, I don't think I'm that different than you. Like, I get, like, eight holidays a year. Those of you who have, like, full-time jobs, you know, and they're all the same. I don't work for a bank, right, so I don't get, like, this is the third Wednesday in September, and it's a bank, bank whatever day. And so we close just to make it more inconvenient for you. Um, so sorry if you own a bank. Uh, but anyway, uh, but like I get like eight holidays a year. And as best I can tell, the Jews have like 30 holidays a year. Okay, so like they literally have four times more holidays than we had. Uh, we have as a, as a nation, right? So like these people, they were all about being able to celebrate that. Now, it wasn't just like that they had these celebrations. Jesus, when he would talk about the kingdom of heaven, um, he would often talk about it as a feast. He would talk about it as like one big party. So just one example uh, from the gospel of Luke, uh, Jesus says, talking about heaven, he says, people will come from east and west and north and south. That's pretty much everywhere. 
and will take their places at the feast in the kingdom of God. This is a metaphor that Jesus and the ancient Jews would use a lot when they would talk about life with God. It's a feast, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a party. It's not some kind of, like, I don't know what you imagine heaven to be like, you know, some, someone's like, heaven's like an eternal church service. I was like, wow, that is not good evangelism for heaven right there, uh, actually, probably. It is a feast. It is a party. It's like, you know, hey, let's, let's have a good time. We're, we're enjoying all the wonderful things that God has given and created for us to enjoy. Like, that's part of what it looks like to live in the kingdom of God, to be with God forever, is to celebrate that kind of stuff. And so when Jesus would talk about, um, like, life with God, right, that was a metaphor for it. And so, like, I just want us to kind of think about for a second what it says about God, that God would literally give his people, the ancient Jews, that they would have, like, literally a month of their year was just spent celebrating, okay? And that ignores stuff like they would have this thing every 50 years called the year of Jubilee, right? So like they, that was like on steroids partying, like that was big time, you know? And so like they, they just did all this. And I think it shows us that God just loves a party, you know? Like God loves a party. This is my favorite big idea I've ever had for a sermon is God loves a party, right? Because I just think, yeah, like he, he's a big fan of party. He, he's a big fan of rejoicing. And I think we miss this a lot in our culture because we're so efficient and we're so focused and we're so, you know, whatever. And we just don't, I'm the worst partier in the world. Like I'm, you know, when something good happens here, I'm like, okay, well now we got to make it better. You know, like I never stop to go like, man, thank you, God. Thank you so much for doing this. You know, maybe you're kind of the same way. You know, you're like, <laughs> I remember when I took my ACT I did really well on my ACT uh, in high school. And my dad was like, well, do you think you could take it again and do better? You know, I was like, dad, like I just got the score like five minutes ago. I think we're good, you know, like whatever, right? We just, we get so focused on like, oh, how can we do the next thing, right? We forget to celebrate the present thing that God has given us, you know? It's kind of the thing that maybe you've seen or heard people talking about how, man, we, we forget, like we're so focused on the next thing that oftentimes we forget to be present where we are. I have a friend, she has like one of those little little signs, you know, that people put on their dining room table or their bar cart or whatever. And it says, it just says, be where your feet are. And I thought, man, that's really good. Like the idea of living in the present moment. And I think oftentimes we're so focused on the next thing that we forget to celebrate this thing. And so this Sunday for us as a church is really all about how can we celebrate all the good stuff that God has done and is doing in our church uh, in this past six or nine month season? So I'm going to finish our time together. I want to quickly run through, I think I have 10 things here that I'm going to go through and just highlight for us. Now, these are my 10. They're not an all exhaustive 10. When I am finished, uh, we're actually going to go, we have uh, food from Mission Barbecue here. And so the room that food is in, we actually have a couple whiteboards. And so I want to encourage you, as you get your food, um, to just take a marker, one of the dry erase markers in there, and just write on that whiteboard, hey, here's something I'm thankful for God doing in our church this year. And I'm actually going to take a picture when we're done. We'll share it on our social media and all that kind of stuff. Um, but like, I, I just think, Man, this day is all about saying, God, thank you so much for, and I don't care how big or how small it is, like if it's something you're thankful for that God is doing in, through, at, whatever, Crossbridge, um, I want us to celebrate that. I want us to share that. I want us to give thanks for that today. So uh, very quickly, I'm going to run through my 10 things, and then we'll eat and do all the fun stuff. So um, here are my 10 things. Number one, I want to give thanks to God for 
Uh, new Mary, go ahead. There we go. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so this is kind of, this is extra, but uh, my sister gave birth. I'm an uncle now, some Uncle Wesley, yeah. Thank you. I, I had a lot to do with it. So, um, so this is baby Levi. So he's right there, and uh, that was him, you know, fresh out of, fresh out of the, the, the place. So, uh, you know. Uh, so that's him right there, and uh, he, uh, yeah, he was born on Friday, so that's pretty exciting. And uh, yeah, we're, I went, so it's really funny, I went to counseling on Friday morning, and like, I was one, I always try to turn my phone on the do not disturb, and I turned it off, and the, my phone had like 80 million, I was like, whoa, I'm like really overwhelmed right now with all this stuff happening, anyway. So there's a lot of action in that 9 to 10 o'clock hour on Friday, so... Uh, so anyway, that's him. So I'm thankful for him. I'm thankful that he's here, and uh, we look forward to meeting him this summer sometime. So thank you for reminding me of that, Gil. Good, I'm a real family man. I forgot my own nephew. That was good. So, uh, so other stuff I'm thankful for happening here at our church. We can thank God for numerical growth and reaching new people. Um, over the past year, I uh, just kind of looked at the numbers from last year versus this year, and uh, throughout this whole kind of first part of the year, uh, we've seen our church grow by 20%. I think last year it was like 23, 24 people. Now it's like 20, now we're like a mega church, like 28 people. So huge, you know. But that's really exciting. That's a really cool thing to celebrate. And not just growing with like, you know, just like people coming back to church, but like actually reaching new people. So I just want to give you a picture of what this looks like. Um, but like in an average year, a church can expect to reach about their average weekly attendance that year in first-time guests. So like if your church has 100 people that go each week, you can expect that there will be 100 new people over the course of the year. And that's like average, okay? So I just told you our church is like 27 or 28 people, whatever that is. Okay, so far this year, we've reached as of last weekend... 37 new people, okay? So like we're already ahead of the, we're ahead of the curve on that one with, you know, seven months to go. So, you know, we've already hit our goal and, and we're going beyond that. That is all God, that is all his blessing on us. And so I want to say I'm really thankful to him uh, for getting to see that, for getting to see new faces. Uh, so that's really cool uh, and exciting. And we continue to meet new people online. Like I'm always like, yeah, we have a YouTube channel, and that's about the extent of our online thing. And still people are like, oh, yeah, I watched your message online, and I thought it stunk, but I watched it, you know, so anyway, whatever. So that's good. Second thing we can, th or third thing, rather, we can thank God for is uh, people are taking steps to be known. So again, out of that new kind of group that I just told you about, um, already, out of our new people, uh, we've seen 20% of those people take a step to hop in a group uh, to serve on the ministry team or to do both of those things. Now, 20% may not sound like great to you. Um, I'm here to tell you, um, if I can keep this like 20 to 30% thing up for another year, I'm going to be able to make a million dollars off that when I write my book and every pastor in America is going to buy it. Okay, so, so that's really great. Uh, but anyway, that's a really huge number. We continue to see um, our groups, our serving teams, all that kind of stuff grow. Like people are moving from being, even in a church as small as ours, people are taking steps to move from just being a face in the crowd to a person with a name and people know and that kind of thing, which is a huge first step to growth and a huge first step to seeing God do something in your life through our church. And so uh, people are actually taking those steps and we're just celebrating the kind of little by little thing and we're thankful to God for that. Next thing. We can thank God for a new building, right? We can thank God for that. Um, that's really, really huge. Yes, very huge. Um, 
Today, I came here, and the only thing I had to do to prep this building was make communion and make coffee. That was really nice for me to be able only to do that. I feel like we've talked about the new building a lot. I'm sure we're all tired of talking about it. Like, I want us to be the building-centric church. All we care about is the building. But I specifically want to celebrate stuff that's happened in this space other than just, like, on Sunday mornings it, get used, it gets used for a church service, okay? One of our uh, community impact partners is uh, Christian Campus Fellowship at Florida State University. You may not know this, their staff actually meets here every Monday to do like their training exercises and staff meeting and all that kind of stuff. Um, CCF hosts several events here at, uh, from parties to you know, like a Valentine's banquet that Johnny led to like a bunch of different stuff has happened here to help college students be able to connect in their community and be able to kind of grow or take first steps as followers of Jesus and getting connected to other followers of Jesus on the college campus, which is really, really important as far as I'm concerned. We've hosted two blood drives here. Um, I'm talking to an organization called Girls for Queens that a friend of mine leads. And so um, they basically give like a spa day to girls in like Leon County School District is like this really cool way. Like someone comes and does their hair and their nails and gives them a facial or whatever, you know. And it's just really cool like comments. I mean, you're like, man, can I be part of Girls for Queens? <laughs> Uh, and like just a really cool kind of thing to inspire some confidence to some of our kids here. We've hosted a women's event here. We hosted a couple of like, uh, like a Christmas party kind of thing around here uh, when the building first opened up. Um, so I'm excited about that. We've only been in here for about six months or so. Um, and so I'm excited that the longer we're here, like the more opportunity we have to be a part of like stuff happening in our community. That the worst thing in the world to me would be that this is just a place that gets used for four hours on a Sunday morning, but actually, you know, would be something that throughout the week uh, is just an object that gets to be used by people in our community to help our community to be a gathering point to to be for Tallahassee in some way, which is one of our values. Another thing I want to thank God for. It's financial blessings. Um, so, you know, we kind of told you earlier this year we we're in a tough financial spot. God came through with two $10,000 grants. And then uh, you, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Oh, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Uh, and, uh, and then you guys, we did that big give thing before Easter, and we got another $10,000 through that. So that is huge. That is totally God. Um, we are really, really thankful for that and for the financial margin our church enjoys after a difficult season of trying to get in here and all that kind of stuff. Another thing I'm really thankful for is that our church is continuing to grow multi-ethnic, okay? So uh, for those of you who are new or newish here, we have this thing called our Transform Tallahassee Vision. We want to launch 400 small groups in our area by the year 2033. Um, and so uh, it's important to us that we be a, uh, I'm sorry, 400 multi-ethnic small groups. That's the Transform Tallahassee part. Um, it's important to us, right? Like we... Uh, I've talked about this a lot before, but hey, um, in heaven, there's not like, you know, the, the Hispanic corner and the black corner and then the really quiet white people corner uh, where we're like reading our, you know, little devotional or whatever we do, right? Like, it's actually like all of us together and especially in the world in which we live with George Floyd and just all the kind of things that have happened over the past few years to highlight racial injustice and racial inequity in our world, um, it matters to me that while the world around us is talking about being more multi-ethnic, we're actually here living it and trying to do it. Um, that's a really big deal to me. Um, 
this is like, I'm always worried, like, I feel like, oh, yeah, I feel like we're doing okay, you know, but I'm the pastor, so I feel like I'm trying to be nice to myself, but I've actually talked to, like, real people of color who, like, walk in here, and they're like, wow, I'm actually really surprised how, like, diverse this place is, so I feel like, okay, if other people are saying that, then I'm not crazy to say that. I cannot stress enough, like, how, like, we don't, those of you who have been part of this place, we don't have a special program, we don't have a special thing, like, the only thing I've done is I married someone who isn't white. Like, that's the one thing I've done to help us be more multi-ethnic, I feel like. Um, and, but, like, man, God, that's more than anything on this list, I think this is like an all-God thing, because I think he's done that, and I think that's a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. Yes, we should give him a hand for that. Another thing I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for a thriving kids ministry. Um, we went for almost two years, yeah. We went for almost two years without offering a kids ministry because we had COVID, and then we moved into our previous facility we were at uh, did not allow us the opportunity to do kids ministry. So we started that up in February, and by March, I'm having a conversation with Rachel, our kids leader, about, man, we need to learn how to efficiently use the space because we're kind of running out of space, you know? Um, I know every adult in our congregation was like, thank God kids ministry is back. Thank you, Jesus, Lord in heaven above. That's great. Um, but I want to give thanks for that because I can't think of anything more important that our kids ministry does than instill in our kids from an early age that Jesus loves them no matter what and that that's a foundation they can build. I just think that's so huge. That's so important. And I am so, so grateful um, for our kids' ministry doing that. I want to embarrass slash honor Rachel Cook up here in front, our kids' team leader. So Rachel, Rachel's probably going to quit now because I've embarrassed her. Uh, but Rachel was telling me, like, like, over the past couple weeks, like, they were talking about baptism in kids' ministry, and, like, kids are asking questions about that. And, like, there's just a lot of, it's not just child care. Like, there's actually good helpful things happening in that area, and I'm really grateful for that. And I'm sure Rachel would love me to add, if you'd like to be a part of that, talk to Rachel after, after church. She would be more than happy to help you get connected. Another thing I want to thank God for is two great worship leaders, right? So we get a chance to, I want to thank Johnny, who is here today. Um, Bree uh, tested positive for COVID, so unfortunately she is not here today. Bree, if you're watching this, feel better. We hope you feel better. Uh, Bree is a PhD student. She's actually getting ready uh, to move in like a week to Washington, D.C. Uh, she's studying at this little hole in the wall place called Johns Hopkins University. Oh, this little no. crack no. little university, you know. Anyway, uh, she's doing something like they're, like she's helping build a robot that's going to Mars or something. I don't know. Like she starts talking about what she does, and it's already way over my head. What I do is way over my head. So let alone smart people and their jobs, you know. So anyway. They do a fantastic job every week. We are so blessed to have Johnny and Bree here leading us. I cannot stress enough, they don't get paid anything. I would buy coffee for Bree on occasion, and Johnny gets like a Taco Bell gift card once every six months or something like that. And that's about it. Now, we can also thank God that Johnny's used those Taco Bell gift cards and still lives. So that's also really great. Uh, but I just want to thank God for Johnny, for Bree. So let's give all of them a hand. God for another team in our church, our leadership team. Uh, so I want to give thanks to Kane and Jason is here. So let's all give Jason a hand. Uh, Kane. Yeah, so yeah, James, right in his face. You're right in his face, buddy. That's it. So um, our leadership team is great. 
Um, when we, uh, Ruby and I moved here, like one of the reasons that we decided to take this job is because our leadership team was so healthy. Um, like, I don't know what it is about leading a church, but like, it gets weirdly heated. Like, no, the chairs need to be here. You know, like, uh, like uh, I don't know what it is, you know. Uh, but like, it becomes weirdly difficult and heated sometimes. Um, I have a lot of friends in ministry, and like, I just hear horror stories of like, I mean, you can, it doesn't take a lot to imagine in addition to just the normal stuff, right? It's like, okay, well, how do we feel about this political issue? How do we feel about the George Floyd thing? How do we feel about masks? How do we feel about COVID? Should we meet now? Should we not meet? You know, blah, blah, blah. Like a million different things to disagree on and like it goes terribly. I can't tell you all the bad stories. That doesn't happen here and I'm really thankful for that. Yes. Yeah. Um, our leadership team is awesome. Uh, we often we disagree often, but we disagree often. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, disagreement. That's good. Yeah, anyway, um, we disagree often, but I know it's good because it always leads us to the best, like the best place as a church, and so I'm grateful for that. And I think the thing I'm most grateful about for our leadership team is I am grateful um, that I know, and I hope you guys will hear this the right way that. Um, they care way more about me and Brittany than they do about our church, which is really important to us. And so I'm really grateful um, and thankful for that. And so lastly, I just want to thank God. Um, this is really selfish and personal, but, you know, well, do you know me? Uh, anyway, so um, but I want to thank God just for the work that he's done in me over the past year. Uh, many of you are not, yeah. Yeah, really, you don't even know half of it. So um, last summer, I was not in a good spot uh, in a lot of ways, but at least I didn't know I was not in a good spot until people were like, listen, you got a lot of problems you need to deal with. Um, and so our leadership team was gracious enough to give me a sabbatical. That was super helpful to me and to our family to reset and resize some things. Um, I look back at the past year and see growth that God has brought in me. I can assure you, again, West Blackburn has been trying to change West Blackburn for 34 years and not done a very good job. Um, and so uh, I just want to give thanks to God for yeah. the difference he's making in me. Yeah. I feel like the greatest gift I can give you guys is just a healthy me um, yeah. and helpful me. And so I just want to give thanks to God for that. So, um, yeah, so those are my thankful things. So um, I would love to hear about yours again in the, uh, uh, in the room where we're serving the food. Uh, we've got some dry erase markers and stuff where you can write yours. I'm looking forward to see, uh, seeing things that we can all... Uh, celebrate together uh, as a church today. So.